right, I have some exciting news. The doors to my 10-week live program, Panic to Peace, are now open. In this program, you'll learn how to push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears so that you can begin experiencing lots more peace, joy, freedom, adventure, and actually live the life you want to live. And yes, it's absolutely possible, and you are absolutely capable of making it happen. So if you feel like you've been doing everything and anything, but you're still struggling and you feel stuck, or if you feel like you have no idea where to start, or if you feel like recovery just isn't possible for you, I want to show you that you can overcome this. And the journey there doesn't have to be so complicated or so hard. In the course, I'll show you how to heal with simple, straightforward, and practical tips, aka all of the things that helped me to get me to where I am today. And just a heads up, the doors are only open until September 21st. So if you want in, head to the link in the show notes and save yourself a spot inside of Panic to Peace. All right, I hope to see you there. So I always say to start small and take healthy steps, and I will always encourage this. But you also have to hold yourself accountable and recognize when you're wanting to stay in your comfort zone and instead give yourself a little healthy push to step outside of your comfort zone so that you can see just how capable you are. Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Okay, today's episode is going to be so good because I'm all about making your journey less hard and less long. So let's dive in and talk about seven things that you're doing that's making your recovery journey harder than it needs to be. And before we even dive into these seven things, I just want to be upfront and say that I did all of these things. So most of what I share with you are things that if I could go back, I'd do them way differently because if I had, I wouldn't have struggled nearly as hard or as long. So if you're doing any of these things or even all of them, it's okay. No judgment here. Just know that these are things that you can change and that's why I'm here sharing these things with you now. Okay, the first one, and this is a big one, you're looking in any and all directions for answers and solutions. And this makes sense, right? I have a problem that needs to be fixed and I really want to fix it. Let me find the fix. And this often looks like looking to books and social media and supplements and gummies and oils and diets and on and on and on, right? But the problem with this is there isn't one fix. And filling your brain with loads of information and opinions and introducing a bunch of things into your system and making tons of changes is likely only going to add more overwhelm and stress to your plate. And more stress equals more anxiety, right? So I always like to give this analogy. Back when I was struggling, I tried anything and everything that promised anxiety relief. And I want you to picture this for a minute. So I'm standing in my backyard with a shovel in my hand, and there's about a hundred holes dug all around me. 
And these holes are a representation of all of the everything and anythings that I tried. And you know where there wasn't a hole? Where I was standing. Yeah, imagine that. None of the work that I was doing was work that was investing in me. It was all exterior, outside of myself. I had created this belief for years that the answers and solutions would never come from within me. They had to be somewhere out there, somewhere outside of me. And this is not to say that I was the one who needed fixing, because I didn't. But I did need to do some work within myself and invest in myself in order to do things like build confidence and trust and courage and strength and the belief that I actually held so much power, wisdom, and capability within me. Here's the thing. Oftentimes we're looking outward when we know what we need to do, but we just aren't doing it. Does it sound familiar? (laughs) So maybe instead of digging holes all over the place, Start digging where you are. Start digging where you are and start betting on yourself. Because digging where you are will help to show you that this type of work is actually way more beneficial and healing than anything exterior will be. Number two, you're putting off healing. AKA, you aren't making you and your mental health a priority. So this can look like saying things like, I just don't have time. Or, I'm not ready right now. Or, I just don't think I can do it right now. And the truth is, you're scared. You're scared of what you're going to have to do in order to heal. You're scared to make some decisions that you know you need to make. You're scared to face anxiety and the hard stuff. You're scared to put yourself first because it doesn't feel comfortable because you're so used to putting everyone else first. You're scared that you'll fail. You might even be scared that you'll succeed because gosh, who knows what your life would look like without anxiety being the focal point. So here's a big truth about recovery. You always have a choice and you have to choose to recover and do the work. And yeah, it's hard, but I want to ask you a serious question. Can it honestly be any harder than what you're currently facing right now? I want you to really think about this. Can it get any harder? Because the reality is that right now, you likely aren't living. And how can it possibly get any worse or harder than that? Trust me, I know how hard it is to make the choice over and over again to heal and to face the hard stuff. But I can tell you this. I'd much rather experience anxiety and panic while I'm on a mountain or while traveling or while I'm doing something fun and something that brings me joy than to experience it while I'm choosing not to live my life. Choose the type of hard that's going to get you to where you want to be, not the hard that's going to keep you where you are right now. And you must, you absolutely must make you and your mental health the number one priority. Okay, number three, you're hiding your struggles. I did this for a long time. So even though I was in therapy and I had the support of my mom and my boyfriend, now husband, I hid my struggles in every other aspect of my life. And sometimes actually even in therapy and even in my close relationships. I was really good at hiding my struggles. Most everyone around me had no idea that I struggled with anxiety, panic, and agoraphobia for years. 
I had the symptoms, the panic attacks, the fears. Even while I was having full-blown panic attacks, I didn't talk about these things. And I tried to pretend as though I had it all together because I didn't want anyone to judge me or think less of me or think that I was crazy. I didn't want people to find out what I was struggling with for the fear that they might want nothing to do with me. I didn't want people to see me for who I truly was. And that last one was really what it all came down to. I thought that there was something terribly wrong with me. I thought that I was broken and unlovable and unfixable. If any of this or all of this resonates with you, I want you to really hear this. You aren't broken or unlovable or unfixable. You don't need fixing. Sure, your relationship with anxiety needs some fixing, but there's nothing wrong with you. You are amazing, anxiety and all. And the people you need in your life, like actually need, they'll stick around and they're going to support you. They'll love you, especially when you show them exactly who you are right now. Because if the roles were reversed, isn't that what you'd do for them? I truly believe that some of the biggest things that help us to fight fear and that set us free is vulnerability and courage. It's okay to share the things that you're struggling with. It's okay to let people see what you're struggling with. It's okay to speak these things out loud. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to give yourself permission to let go of the shame, the embarrassment, and the fear that you're holding so tightly onto. And it's important for you to recognize that you aren't your struggles. You aren't anxiety. And you aren't defined by these things. Okay, number four, and this is a big one. You're saying that you really want to heal, but you're keeping yourself in your comfort zone. Did you just cringe and feel a little called out? (laughs) Yeah, I get it. But saying that you would do anything to heal while continuing to make the choice to stay in your comfort zone just isn't going to help you to get there. And you know this. You don't heal and grow while staying in your comfort zone. So let me give you some examples of what staying in your comfort zone can look like. I went, but I went when I knew it'd be less busy. I drove on the highway again, but I stayed in the lane closest to the exits just in case. I stayed home alone, but I didn't do anything that I knew might make me feel anxious. I felt really anxious and I immediately left or I didn't go at all. I went for a walk, but I stuck to the same route again. I went to the store, but I stayed towards the front of the store close to the exits. I went, but I took blank with me again, just in case. And fill in the blank, right? I took my water bottle, my safe person, whatever it is. So I always say to start small and take healthy steps, and I will always encourage this. But you also have to hold yourself accountable and recognize when you're wanting to stay in your comfort zone and instead give yourself a little healthy push to step outside of your comfort zone so that you can see just how capable you are. And is it going to be scary? Of course it will be. But you can handle the feelings you always have. So let this be the kick in the butt that you need to get out and do something today outside of your comfort zone. I promise, it'll be worth it. 
Okay, number five, you're minimizing your struggles and your accomplishments. So as humans, we often minimize our struggles, right? We convince ourselves that what we're struggling with just isn't that bad and we should just be over it already. But the truth is, the stuff that we often face is hard, like really hard. I want you to recognize this today. What you're struggling with is hard. The stuff that you've faced has been hard. The stuff that you face every day and you come out the other side of is hard. It's important to validate your experiences and your feelings. And it's so important not to minimize your struggles. Because when you do, you often minimize all of your wins, your progress, and your accomplishments too. Or you don't even recognize these things at all, right? I want to share something with you. So I was working with a student recently and she said to me, Shannon, I hiked the mountain, which was something that I never would have even entertained months ago. But on the hike, I couldn't help but think, gosh, I'm just doing something that normal people do all the time. And to hear her say this killed me because I completely understood it. Because back when I was struggling, I had very similar thoughts. But then she said, but then I thought, if these people were struggling with what I'm struggling with, they'd be pretty happy with themselves too. And I said, yes, exactly. The reality is we're all struggling with our own stuff, right? And it's all hard and it's not comparable. Your stuff needs to be validated, not minimized. The work you're doing needs to be honored and celebrated. I'm such a huge fan of celebrating your wins, big or small, because you need it. We all need it. And we deserve to recognize and hear that we're doing a good job. I'm proud of you. And I hope that you tell yourself this message today too. Okay, number six, your goal is to do things without feeling anxious or without experiencing a panic attack. And I'm going to keep this one short and sweet because it's pretty simple. The goal isn't to do things without feeling anxious or until you no longer feel anxious about doing the thing. And it definitely isn't about doing things without experiencing a panic attack. The whole goal of recovery is that when you feel anxious, you respond to it in a healthy way so that it doesn't keep popping up. So instead of telling yourself that you can't feel anxious or experience panic because otherwise it means that you haven't or won't recover, instead make your goal more about doing things while feeling anxious or having a panic attack and not caring that it happened. Now that's recovery. All right, the last one, number seven, you're putting so much pressure on yourself to heal. So I get it, trust me, you really want to heal and you want to leave all of this in the past, but I can promise you this, the pressure that you're putting on yourself isn't helping you to heal. Pressure can look like what we just talked about, aiming to do things without feeling anxious or without having a panic attack or to make anxiety completely go away or for a trip to go well, aka for you not to experience anxiety on the trip. It can also look like having a timeline of when you'll heal or telling yourself that you have to be in a much better place with anxiety before say an upcoming event. Or it can look like telling yourself that you can't do particular things until you've healed. So you probably know this, 
I'm not a fan of trying to get rid of anxiety or setting a timeline for any sort of healing or trying to be at a certain point in your healing journey before living your life. But I'm a huge fan of doing the complete opposite of these things. I'm talking about allowing anxiety to come along for the ride and not trying to get rid of it and letting the healing happen without having any timelines and letting the healing happen while you're choosing to live your life. Things that I often hear people say are, I can't get into a relationship until I've healed or I can't take that trip until I've healed. And I hate this because it's like, why? Why can't you? What's stopping you? other than you. Anxiety is not the thing that's stopping you. So I'm here now giving you permission that I hope you take. Let go of the pressure that you're putting on yourself to heal and start living your life as if anxiety doesn't get to make any of the decisions for you. Because it doesn't. You do. So make the decisions that you want to make as if you're already healed. And I promise you this, along the way, anxiety will get the hint. All right, and there you have it. Seven ways you're making your journey harder than it needs to be. I hope that these things have given you lots of insights and motivation to make some healthy changes. So until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. And before I end this episode, I want to mention that I'd really appreciate it if you shared this episode or any others with somebody who you feel could benefit from what I share here. You sharing these episodes is what helps me to reach and support others who need it. And if you have an extra minute in your day today, I'd also really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. I read every single review and this too is what helps me to help more people to heal and overcome. All right, until next time, friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.